If acting more like servants, we would be much better at parenting. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the author of Why Life Hurts and co-author of Evangelism Made Simple. Welcome back to In Grace. This is Jim Scudder. And today on our program, we're going to be talking more about raising kids. How can parents accomplish this great task in our world? The world that we live in today is different than the world that you probably grew up in. Uh, Certainly much different than the world your parents or grandparents grew up in. So how do we today in our modern society, with all the things stacked against Christians, how can we raise our kids? Well, we have something that doesn't change, and that is the Word of God, and the Word of God actually has the answers. And so we're going to be talking about that more today. And you might say, hey, Pastor Scudder, I don't have kids. Well, listen, you probably know people that do, or you're a grandparent. Uh, You can help people uh, that that need this information. So that's why we're going to cover it today for everybody. And I think we all need to pray more for parents, uh, don't we, with children. Uh, so how can we take these children that are basically pagan? Uh, when they're born, they, they have the sin nature. They don't have the new nature. Uh, how do we make sure that they know Jesus Christ and, and that they uh, learn how to serve him and love him? Well, that's the great task, and that's what we're going to be covering today. Uh, right before we get into that, let me just remind you about a really exciting thing that we're going to do on Friday. We're going to be featuring a tour of Noah's Ark. Uh, we've done this before. We want to air this again because it's so important, not just to learn more about the Ark of Noah. We went to the full-size Ark in Kentucky, and uh, Bodie Hodge is our tour guide. He's Ken Ham's son-in-law. But while we're in the ark, we're talking about so many other things that have to do with the book of Genesis. And so I think you'll really appreciate that. At the end of today's program, I'll tell you how you can get the four-part full series, A Tour of Noah's Ark, on video. So definitely be listening for that. And then don't forget also that we have a creation cruise coming up to Alaska this July. We would love for you to come along. It is going to be fantastic, a creation speaker. Uh, We're going to have just a wonderful time together on this Holland America cruise line. My wife and I will be there, and we want you to come as well. And then you can also check Check out our tour to Israel coming up February of 2024. Uh, we would love for you to travel with us here at InGrace. The website for all the information is ingraceradio.com and then click on travel. Is it possible to raise great kids today? We live in a world that is increasingly difficult to raise good kids, great kids, godly kids. We uh, see a lot of people that are very successful in business or athletics or whatever the vocation is, and they're really, really good at that, and they're horrible, horrible parents. So it's probably as hard as any vocation that there is uh, to raise good, great, and godly kids. Now, you say, well, you're not very encouraging if you're telling me it's one of the hardest things you can do. I want to encourage you. I really do. Because with God, all things are possible. With the instruction manual that we have, which is the word of God, you can be successful. There is wisdom in this book if we'll just read it, if we'll just glean from it and know what it has to say. Even without all of the things that we have to try to protect our kids from, sometimes our kids 
simply do and say the most unexpected things. I remember that one of our daughters was maybe around seven years old. Uh, we were at a family gathering, and all of a sudden she announces really loud that I treat Karen like a queen. Well, that, that was kind of cool, and I kind of got puffed up a little bit and, and uh, asked her a question, expecting her answer to give me similar status. And uh, I said, since I treat her like a queen, what does that make me? And she said, a servant. <laughs> Actually, if acting more like servants, we would be much better at parenting. And let's look at Matthew 23, 12. And this is really from everything that we do in our lives. This is the platform that we need to be standing on. And that's the platform of servanthood. It says, and whosoever shall exalt himself, this is Jesus speaking, shall be abased. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. How many times have I said this? You can either humble yourself or God will do it for you. And it's a lot easier on you if you do it yourself. Parenting has to come from a platform of humility and servanthood. You need to be someone that is serving. Serving your family. Serving your your kids. Now, I'm not saying be a doormat. I'm not saying let them do whatever they want to do. That's not being a servant, but it's being one that's putting your Lord first, your kids first, your wife first, before yourself. And that's a hard thing to do because of our sin nature, because of our flesh nature that we still have after salvation. We don't always do this well. If we would act more like servants, we would be humble. Now, Kids have a great way of humbling us. I was reading a story, and uh, there was a man who was driving his six-year-old daughter to school, and he came to a stop sign, and he did what most of us do. Uh, we kind of stop, and he kind of slowed down and rolled through. Well, this was something that a lot of people apparently had been doing, for the neighbors had complained, and the police had put a squad car down the block watching for this very thing. Sure enough, the car pulls behind them, lights turn on, and the little girl says from the back seat, what did you do, daddy? The man said, note to self, I must teach my daughter the concept of due process. So he pulls over, he rolls down all the windows, he turns off the car, and the officer walks up to the right side, the passenger side of the car, and notices the daughter in the back and asks, are you on your way to drop her off at school? Before the dad could mount his vigorous defense regarding the roll-through, the prosecution threw a demoralizing curveball in the form of a surprise witness. The little girl from the back seat pipes up, my daddy got pulled over just last week for the same thing. <laughs> the officer went quickly to the back window, and the following conversation took place, he said. Oh, so he does this a lot, does he? Yes, he never stops at stop signs. <laughs> so the man thought, well, I am so much in trouble. But the officer surprised the man with only a warning. On the condition 
that he starts listening to his new backseat driver. <laughs> Our kids have a, a great ability to humble us, don't they? Raising kids is humbling, but that's also a good thing. Look at John 12. In verse 26, again, this is Jesus speaking. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. So as a mom or as a dad, as a parent, you need to be a servant. You need to be serving your family, serving your kids. Now, like I said before, we're not talking about being walked all over. You need to be the authority. We've already discussed that. You have a God-given authority. You are to be the person that, as the one that has been put in charge of this heritage, your children are heritage of the Lord. The word heritage actually has the, the concept of an eternal soul that you're responsible for. It's a huge responsibility and a wonderful privilege that you have that God-given right to raise up that child in the ways of God. Now, we've already discussed some of these things, but let me just tell you this again. Never let your kids be disrespectful to you, if you're a husband, to your wife, if you're a woman, to your husband, to other people, teach them to be respectful. Teach them to be polite. Do they always have to say please and thank you? In my house, they did. In my house, the grandkids do. The nieces and nephews, everybody, we teach our kids to be respectful, to be polite, to never show disrespect for someone. Teach them these things. So what happens if we don't do a good job as parents? We're gonna end up with Hophni and Phineas's. Who is Hophni and who is Phineas? Well, in 1 Samuel 2, we are introduced to the sons of Eli. Eli, of course, was the high priest of Israel. This was at the time of Samuel. Samuel was a, a young man or boy, actually, when Eli was priest, but it was in that time frame. They were still in the times of the judges before they had kings in Israel. So they'd entered the land. They had been there for several hundred years. And Eli, although we find him to be a good man, we find his sons are not. It actually says in verse 12 that the sons of Eli were sons of Belial, which is another way of saying they're sons of the devil. These were nasty, unregenerated fellows. They knew not the Lord, it says. Can you imagine that? Sons of the high priest of Israel, they didn't even know the Lord. And then they were later put in charge and as priests, they were horrible. How many animals could fit on Noah's Ark? Did the flood really cover the entire earth? If you're wrestling with the answers to these questions, look no further than InGrace's exciting video series, A Tour of Noah's Ark, where Jim Scudder walks through the amazing Ark Encounter in Northern Kentucky with Bodie Hodge, the son-in-law of Answers in Genesis founder, Ken Ham. This incredible series will be yours as a thank you for a gift of any amount to InGrace. 
And when your gift is $35 or more, you will also receive two more video series, A Walk Through Creation with Ken Ham and Exploring God's Oceans. Or get our entire eight-series creation bundle for only $100. Don't miss out on this exclusive opportunity to learn about a young earth and explore the beauty of God's world. Call now, 800-78-GRACE, or order on our secure website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. If you are consistent and not perfect, but real, and, and you do the principles that God has said, it's not an absolute 100% guarantee that every child will be godly, but you've instilled into them some principles that will never be taken out of them. Now, they might reject those things when they come of age and they're on their own. Hopefully they won't. And we prayed hard. I mean, literally, we begged God every day when our kids were growing up, and even as teenagers and, and uh, young adults, that God would just keep a hold of them, protect them, and help them make godly decisions as they were adults on their own. But when two of these sons both turned out rotten, we had, unfortunately, one pastor that had three kids kicked out of Spring Bible College for bad things, really bad things. And I start to wonder, I really do, I start to wonder. And we actually had to deal with that situation and it wasn't good. So is Eli to blame? I don't know, but I know for sure that his son should not have been put in the position that they were put in. So that shows an error in judgment right there. So I'll probably put some blame on Eli. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Verse 13, and the priest's custom with the people was that when any man offered sacrifice, the priest's servants came while the flesh was in seething. It was in a, a pot of uh, boiling water, boiling oil, with a flesh hook with three teeth in hand, and he uh, struck it into the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot, and all the flesh hook brought up the priest took for himself. So that was just the way that they would do it. The people would bring their sacrifice, and whatever that hook did not get out of that pot was for the Lord. Whatever it did get out of that pot was for the priest. It was something that was able to keep the priests fed and their families. So they did in Shiloh, which is really cool because I've been there a number of times. Some of you have been there now on our last trip. We uh, took some of you to Shiloh. So they did in Shiloh unto all the Israelites that came thither. Also, therefore, they burnt the fat, which was, uh, remember, the fat belonged to the Lord. The priest's servant came and said to the man that sacrificed, give flesh to roast for the priest. For he will not have sodden flesh of thee, but raw. What does that mean? That means that Hophni and Phinehas were corrupt, and instead of doing it God's way, they didn't want their meat to be soggy. They wanted fresh meat, and they went and said, just give it to us before you put it in there. Isn't that unbelievable? And if any man said unto him, let them not fail to burn the fat presently, and then take as much as thy soul desireth, then he would answer him, Nay, but thou shalt give it me now, and if not, I will take it by force. What was supposed to be going to the Lord, the, the fat of the animal, they were taking themselves by force. These were really wicked guys. Verse 17, Wherefore the sin of the young men was very great before the Lord, for men abhorred the offering of the Lord. It's just a horrible way to live. And Eli certainly should have been dealing with this, certainly should have been handling this. As adults, uh, he had the responsibility to at least tell them 
what is right and what is wrong. Now, some of you parents, your kids have gone astray, and you've done really good with this. You've told them what they need to hear. Uh, you are, every time you see them, you're going to bring up their sin. And that's not going to make a real warm and fuzzy Hallmark movie family gathering for you. You're not going to have that Hallmark Christmas that you always wanted. But they need to hear it, right? Why? Because they're hurting themselves if they're acting in sinful ways. And they're probably not going to want to be around you. Well, that's their problem, isn't it? You're confronting their sin every time you see them. You also tell them you love them, but you love them so much that you're not going to just let this go. You're not going to ignore it, even as adults. Now, you don't have authority over them anymore, but you're still dad, you're still mom. And those of you that have done that, we've seen your kids come back to the Lord. And it's a wonderful thing uh, many times. So they did these things, and that wasn't the worst of it. They trampled on the sacrifice of the Lord. But they also... Uh, there were women that were volunteering at the tabernacle area, and instead of uh, preaching to them and helping them and encouraging them, they were seducing the women and being immoral. To use the authority that God had given them to abuse the offering and to abuse people is just an awful, awful thing. So what happened there? Well, my guess is that Eli didn't focus on his kids. He didn't use his God-given authority on his kids. He maybe let them do whatever they want to do. Maybe he ignored them. Maybe he was too busy. And he just didn't have time for them. By the way, this is a very uh, common trait in the Old Testament. Even Samuel, who wrote what we just read, his sons turned out bad. Uh, David, right? King David. So what was happening there, I can only say this, that perhaps they didn't have time to spend with their kids, to love them, to nurture them, to train them, to raise them up. And you have the time. That might mean you're not gonna do some of the other things that you want to do, but you have the time as parents, as mom and dad, to focus on those kids. So use the authority that God has given you. Don't let them do whatever they wanna do. Don't spoil them. It's tempting, right? We wanna shower our kids with stuff. And as long as they appreciate it, it's fine to give them things. But once they stop appreciating what you're doing, then we have problems, right? Um, love them. Protect them. Encourage them. Uh, and let me just say this about encouraging them. Don't tell them that they look pretty. Uh, don't tell them that they... Um, you know, don't compliment them on a physical characteristic. Why do I say that? Because that's just who they are, right? Now, if they've uh, taken care to do their hair good or whatever it is, compliment that. But I'm saying, don't just say, you are so beautiful because they don't really have control over that. That's something that God did, right? Now, what do you want to compliment them for? Hard work, a good job, uh, sharing, being a good brother, good sister, caring, saying please and thank you, being respectful, compliment that all the time. I was in the kitchen yesterday. For some reason, uh, I saw little Charlie who is uh, four years old and he loves sports, loves, loves, loves sports. And he had a sports t-shirt on and he had uh, sweatpants over shorts, but he wanted us to see his athletic socks. He had these really nice Nike blue socks on. So as soon as he got in the house, he took off his sweatpants, he had his uh, athletic shirt, his shorts, and his socks. And he just stood there beaming and hoping that I was gonna look down at his legs. 
And uh, I said, oh, Charlie, I love your socks. They're really neat. So I picked them up. I said, listen, I want you to love God more than you love sports. You say, is it important that we just take that 10 seconds to do that? Yeah, all the time. We need to take time and stop and teach them something. Why? Because we can so easily let them get into something, and it's not bad, it's not wrong, and it's great. Actually, sports are great for kids, and you can be involved with them. Uh, Sports can kill you, too. Don't do that. We always say, don't do Little League. Why? Because have you been to a Little League game? Do you want your kids around some of that nonsense that goes on? But anyways, sports can be good, but make sure you're always teaching them. You know, this is fine, but you need to love God, serve God. That's what's important. Telling them when they're two, three, four, five, all the time, teaching them, teaching them. Uh, Encourage them, discipline them when needed. Pray for them every day, every day. Pray with them. Really, really good to do. Take some time at night before bed and pray with them. Spend time with them. Uh, Be fun, be funny. Uh, Get on the floor and play a little bit. I would always uh, get the kids all riled up at bedtime. Karen hated it, but that's when I had time. And then she finally just learned, you know what? I'd rather have them a little wired when they're supposed to be going to sleep and have dad and have fun with dad and pray with dad than not have that. And so it was a balance that we learned, but have fun with them, pray with them and teach them. Then they will, with prayer, (laughs) discipline, love, be godly adults. We're definitely going to go more into that tomorrow as we are trying to help parents raise the children in the way of the Lord so that they are godly, so that they do, first of all, know Jesus as Savior whenever they get old enough to understand the message of the gospel, and then to help them realize that one day they're out of your house and they will be accountable not to you anymore, but to God. And so that's the big task, isn't it, of parenting. And I I hope we all will pray harder for parents and uh, the great uh, thing that God allows us to do is raising uh, children. Or maybe you can be involved as a grandparent, an uncle, an aunt, uh, and helping someone as they're raising children. And I know that my wife and I love doing that now when we have our grandkids over. We want to make sure that we spend time teaching them the ways of the Lord. So let's continue to pray for these uh, these folks. Uh, and I promised at the beginning of the program, I'll tell you more about the special that we have for Friday's edition of In Grace here on the radio or the podcast a tour of Noah's Ark with Bodie Hodge. Bodie Hodge gave me a tour of the full-size Ark at Northern Kentucky. It is incredible. The answers in Genesis, Ark Encounter. He is Ken Ham's son-in-law, Bodie Hodge. And him and I just walked through the entire Ark. It's a four-part series. We're going to feature one per week for four weeks. I really think you need to see this not just hear it. And anytime that we have a a video series, we have a lot more than we're going to be able to share with you on the radio. So to get a full video, a four-part video of a tour of Noah's Ark, and even if you've been to the Ark, you still need to watch this because we cover so many things that have to do with creation, evolution, the flood, geology, and it's it's all not boring. It's all very exciting. And so to get this four-part video, All you need to do is make a gift of any amount to InGrace. That gift enables us to reach more people with the gospel 
and you're going to get this great video, either by DVD or digital download. You can go to our website at ingraceradio.com and then click on the Tour of Noah's Ark with Bodie Hodge. And then if your gift is $35 or more, we're going to send you two more great videos. One is a walk through the Creation Museum with Ken Ham, and the other is my favorite, the video series Exploring God's Ocean, where I dive into the beautiful crystal clear water of the Keys in Florida with a marine biologist who's a creationist. So you want to watch all three of these series. Contact us today to get these great creation resources. Don't forget to get the video series, A Tour of Noah's Ark, for your gift of any amount. When your gift is $35 or more, you will also receive two more video series, A Walk Through Creation with Ken Ham and Exploring God's Oceans. Or get our entire eight-series creation bundle for just $100. Call 800-78-GRACE, go to ingraceradio.com, or write to us at Ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on Ingrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr., InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on In Grace Radio.